Hello, everyone. It is January, my birthday month, and I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate my birthday month than by looking back. I'll be turning 33 years old this year, and I want to do something to celebrate my child self. So this is my child self. This is my little Alicia. And I think that a lot of times we do stuff for our inner child, like healing and all these different things. But I wanted to write a letter to my child self to, to express how I feel about her, because I am still that same person. The words I needed to hear back then in this picture when I was like four, <laughs> I need to hear today, turning 33. So that's what we're going to do today. So the first thing I want to say to my child's childhood self is, your dreams are not unrealistic. They are yours. They were given to you to actualize. Only you can do it your way. So as a kid, I had a lot of dreams. <laughs> um, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a writer, a photographer, a singer. And, you know, the older that we get, the more we tell ourselves that we're not allowed to chase our dreams when really it's us that's in the way. Who said that we can't be all those things? Maybe one day I will be a doctor. But really, I think that the goal behind being those things is what's important. My heart behind it. I wanted to be a teacher so I could help people, so I could lead people. I wanted to be a doctor so I could heal people. Right. I wanted to be a singer because I love singing. I love music. And I'm doing that all that today. Today in my own way. I might not have a certification to be a doctor, and that's totally fine. Don't even really want to know. Don't even really know if I want to really do it. That's the thing. But I am so excited for who I'm becoming because all those things that I wanted to do as a child was there, and I'm doing it. So, And I'm doing it my way. So that's the first thing I would say to my childhood self. The second thing, the world needs your light and brilliance. Do not hide it. I know right now you feel rejected and isolated, but your freedom, playfulness, and weird tendencies help change the world one person at a time. I was born a weirdo. I ain't never fit in. But I wanted so badly to fit in because I was being bullied and teased and made fun of. And it just wasn't fun. <laughs> it just wasn't fun. And, you know, because of that, because I wanted to survive and I wanted to be liked and I wanted to be loved and valued, I hid my light. I dimmed myself down, or I tried to anyway. It didn't really work. But I tried to dim my light to fit in so that I could be loved. When, because of me being a weirdo, now as an adult, I have the friends that love me, the friends that are here for my weirdness. Um, the way that I think is a little different. So even creating content is different. But I resonate with the people who are, I'm supposed to resonate with, the people who get it. And nothing could be more satisfying than that. Because if I had given in to who I thought I had to be to be loved and liked, I wouldn't be myself. I'd be living a lie, this lie version of Alicia, and I would be miserable. But here I am, in all my brilliance, on the cusp of 33, shining. You know what I mean? Shining and being seen for who I truly am and not who I think that I have to be, you know? Number three, your smile is absolutely beautiful. You're gorgeous. So I used to get made fun of because my upper lip curls when I smile. Like, so I'm smiling now and you can't see my lip. And people would call me names. They would say I look like a monkey or a horse. They would call me gummy bears. I was teased a lot. And I hated my smile. I hated it because I was like, God, my teeth are too small. My gums are too big. And now I love it. My smile is one of the most beautiful things I love about myself. It's one of my favorite parts of myself. It's inherently mine. It's unique, right? And it's the smile of the people who made me. You know what I mean? Like I have half of my father's smile. When one of my smiles goes up, one side of my smile goes up further than the other. You know, I have my mother's smile. I have like even the way that my eyes are set, right? Like everything about me is beautiful and everything about you is beautiful too, right? But like if I could have just seen, girl, you are gorgeous back then. It would have been amazing. But 
even though, you know, little Alicia couldn't see it, I see it now and I'm going to send that love to little Alicia. Number four, I know you want so badly to fit in, but Alicia, you were meant to stand out. You can't help it. You can't help it. It sucks now, but your being odd is your gifting. Five, I got you. You're safe. You're seen. I love you. I'll keep you safe. You can be all of yourself with me. So I talked about before how I was trying to fit in. Because I was trying to fit in, I downplayed a lot of myself, right? Like I kept things to myself, my interests, my hobbies, what I really felt, right? Because I wanted to be seen. But the remedy for that now is that I see myself. I don't need other people to be seen. I choose to see myself. I don't need other people to understand me. I choose to understand myself. And that in itself is a gift and it's freeing, (laughs) right? The next thing I would say is I will make your dreams come true. They're not silly, too big or stupid. They're brilliant. You have permission to chase and actualize your big dreams. Let's do it. Like as a kid, you're limited. You don't have you don't have the knowledge, understanding, wisdom. But now as an adult with all my autonomy, my goal is to love myself better and to see my dreams like to fruition, like bring them to fruition. And I wish a little girl, I wish as a little girl, I could have had somebody hold my hand and say, I got you. Let's make your dreams come true. They're not stupid. They're not silly. It's not impossible. We're going to do it. We're going to get it done. So I'm dedicating my life to making my child dreams come true. All right. Number seven, (laughs) thank you for making life fun, adventurous. Thank you for teaching me to be brave. Your being, you're before your time, excuse me, and your being is a gift, right? So as a kid, I was wild, I was adventurous, I was free, I was open, I was loving. Like, I didn't care, I just went for it. And I love that I was able to do that. I love that my child self was so brave because she taught me how to be brave. She taught me how to be brave even even today. If little four-year-old Alicia could do it, 33-year-old Alicia can do it, and I love that. The next thing I wanna say, stay a child forever. Growing up is overrated. It's a trap. <laughs> Aging is beautiful, but the cost of becoming an adult is not your is not your play, your dreams, or your light. You're inspiring me to be a kid again. You've got it right. Keep asking questions. Stay curious. Stay hopeful and stay beautiful. So there's this lie that we believe that when we become adults, we're supposed to give up all our dreams, all our desires, all our curiosities, and have everything figured out. I don't think that we ever really grow up. I think it's a lie. I think what happens is, We become wiser and older, right? But I think the trick is to stay a child as long as possible. Ask questions, explore. That's how you stay young. That's how you stay healthy. That's how you stay present. That's how you stay alive. And, you know, as a kid, I thought, like, I can't wait till I grow up. Girl, it's ghetto. (laughs) It's ghetto when you choose to grow up because, in in a sense, you stop living, and a lot of people think that because they're older, they have to stop living. And that's not that's not the ticket. Stay a kid. Be a kid forever. Be a kid forever. <laughs> Thank you for your outlook on life. Thank you for seeing the beauty everywhere, even by being a light in the dark. So there have been so many dark situations in my life. And it's by, I think it's the grace of God, honestly, a gift that I'm able to even keep smiling, stand, be hopeful, you know, express, create. You know what I mean? Because even in that darkness, I still decided to shine. You can be all of yourself. You can literally do anything and be anyone, right? Like when they say you can be anyone, you really can. You can put on a suit and become someone else. But nothing, I wrote down, but nothing is better than being yourself. You can become whoever you want to be, right? But who you are 
is what the world is missing. Who you are is what the world needs. It's what I need. It's what the future needs. So stay with being yourself because no one else is that. As cliche as that sounds, no one else is you. And that is your superpower, right? Like we try so hard to fit in and to become who we think that we have to be or to live our life as an aesthetic, a life that's aesthetically pleasing. When really the beauty of your life is that you are you. That's the beauty. You're you. Thank you for never leaving me, never giving up on me. I've given up on myself. I taught myself that who I was wasn't enough, but the child me never gave up on me. The child me loves me and I love my child self. I love myself. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let you down, allowed so many people to mistreat and mishandle you. You deserved better. In my search of love and acceptance, I allowed people to treat me like trash because I thought that's what was necessary. When really... I was allowing people to abuse me, right? Like I wasn't getting love in return. If anything, I was teaching myself that I wasn't worthy, that how I was being treated was how it was supposed to be treated. And so because I was being treated like that, then I started believing what they said about me. You're trash. You're not good enough. You're a loser. You're blah, 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 blah. All these, all these things that I um, internalized. And so because I allow people to treat me wrong, that means that my little self, my child self believe, oh, I guess I'm not enough. You know, even I think about if I have kids and how I treat myself is going to be the foundation of how my kids treat themselves, right? If they see mommy overworking or stressing out or abusing herself or talking down to herself, I'm going to, I'm going to give that to them as an inheritance. And I don't want that. And that starts with healing my child self who thought that like she was ugly and not enough or who learned that she was ugly and not enough and stepping into the truth of, no, you were always enough. And I'm sorry that I allowed other people to hurt you. So. To that I said, I know you wondered what you did wrong, but sweetheart, you did nothing to deserve that. Please forgive me. I'm sorry I abandoned you. Believing that by belonging to somebody else or becoming someone else, I'd be loved, but I ended up not loving myself. I am so sorry. You are enough. You are everything. You are everything good. The next thing I would say to myself is, you're so creative, so gifted, so inspiring. Thank you for honoring your gifts. You're inspiring me to honor mine. When I was a kid, I went for everything. I created stuff. I made stuff that didn't make sense. I didn't ask for permission. But as I got older and you feel society trying to force you to become someone else or to be successful, whatever that means in their eyes, like I put down all that stuff. I put down childish things, right? But creating is not childish. If anything, that's the bravest thing you can do. Be all of yourself. Ask the questions. Make the stuff that never existed before. That's an adult thing. That's a mature thing to do, you know? Um, So don't trade maturity for your creativity because that's a lie. That's a lie. What do you want to make today? This is the question I ask myself. How do you want to play today? Let's have some fun. Like literally every day I want to wake up and say, what are we going to play today? Like, what do you want to make? Who do you want to be? Let's play dress up. Let's, you know, get dolled up. Let's buy the the pink, you know, outfit or whatever. Like, let's have fun with this life. Like we get we get one life and I'm my own home and I'm my own friend. And so I want to be able to spend time with myself that is fun and adventurous and filled with love and adventure and adventure adventure (laughs) and fun and play (laughs) all right thank you for not taking life so seriously it was killing us I'm so sorry I invited such abuse in our beautiful life yeah I think that speaks for itself the next one let's be unrealistic together realism is boring and it's a lie we can create whole new worlds together hold my hand let's go Your parents do love you. They just have their own things going on. I'm sorry they can't play right now. Playing used to make them so happy. I'll play with you. 
I know you miss them. I miss them too. So my parents went through a divorce and they were separated multiple times. And during that separation, I felt very lonely. I felt very lonely. I felt like I wasn't seen. I felt like there wasn't room for my being or my feelings um, and my sadness. And I wanted to play. I wanted to play with my parents. And because they were, you know, fighting and arguing all the time, I felt alone, isolated, abandoned almost, you know? And so I'm looking back at that self and it's like, you know, your parents, they, and I felt like, like, oh, maybe they don't love me. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's something I did wrong, right? But really looking back as an adult now, with all the perspectives and understanding, it's like, no, it's not even about you. Like, they're not seeing you because they can't even see themselves. You know what I mean? But I'll play with you. Even if you don't have anybody, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yes. Um, You are enough. You have always been enough. Hold on to that. Bathe in it. Drink that in. And when you forget, I'll remind you. Like, I have to remind myself constantly, I am enough. I am enough. There's nothing more I need to get, obtain, become, do to be enough. I was born enough. Like, that doesn't rub off. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't, like, melt away. Like, my enoughness is inherent. I don't need anything else or anyone else to qualify my enoughness. The next thing I would say is, by being yourself, you change the world. And I agree. By taking up space and being Alicia because Alicia has never existed, I changed the world. Even on a, a small level, right, a micro level, if I litter outside, right, it might be gone from my sight, but it might end up in the ocean. It might affect a, a sea turtle or something, right? So in the same way, my existence, when I was born, the world changed. The world completely changed because I was born. And so with that power, I'm going to do good things, make some good change in the world. Number 20. You want to love people, hug people for a living. It's valid, lovely, let's do it. So my goal, even as a kid, I just want to love people for a living. That's all I want to do with whatever I'm doing. And I'm doing it now. We're doing it, Alicia. <laughs> We're doing it. Number 21, my God, you are wholly loved. You're a sacred being. I'm in awe of you. You are a work of art. Walk with your head held high. Allow people to marvel at your art. Some won't get it. Or understand, and that's okay. They don't have the range to hold such beauty, to, to behold such beauty. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Who I was as a kid was so inspiring. I was so light and lifted and hopeful and expectant. And, like, the, what, the worries of the world and abuse and trauma, neglect, you know, friends breaking your heart or lovers breaking your heart or you breaking your heart shows you that the world is not safe, to be you. You know that somehow by being you, the world collapses, you know, or you ruin the world. When in reality, it's like, no, everybody's just not going to get it. Everybody's just not going to be able to behold the light. Shout out to Common. What did Common say? Common said, um, some people recognize the light, but they can't handle the glare. That's real. Like, if you are carrying light, some people just can't handle it. It has nothing to do with you. It's not a personal failing. It's them unable to see the beauty and capture the beauty. And that's not reason enough for you to stop living. You know what I'm saying? All right. The next one. Words are a close friend. Words free yourself. Words express what you, your heart holds. Do not stop writing. Your words are a balm for your weary soul. So I started writing. That was like I started writing a lot in elementary school again because stuff was going on. I was, a, I was an only kid for like seven years. So writing was like my place of peace of safety. I could share my thoughts that I couldn't speak, you know, like, and writing has saved my life and writing has helped me create content. Writing has helped me write books. Writing has helped me write songs and, 
you know, really work out things that I couldn't really express, express verbally. You know what I mean? So hold on to words. 23. You carry the voice of the ones we love. Grandma, Annie Marty, Annie Jackie, Mommy, even Dad. In the folds of your vocal cords. What a personal and intimate gift. Allow their voices to wash over you, comfort you, and hold you, empower you. Then share their gifts with all you know. So I know that the gifts that I have, my voice, you know, all these things don't just come from me. They are a gift from God, first of all. But secondly, like they're literal gifts from my ancestors. Like my makeup, my genetic makeup is made up of other people. And so that means that my voice is made up of other people as well. But also the stylings in which I sing are made up of other voices, other ideas. Like, oh, let me borrow that. Let me try that. Let me, you know what I mean? So I have a duty, I feel responsibility to carry on that gift given to me from my ancestors, from God, and also from the other people that impact me and share their gifts in ways that they couldn't, because some of these people have passed on, in ways that they couldn't today. You know what I mean? Like that's the responsibility I feel to honor them, to honor myself and to honor the gifts I've been given. You know what I mean? So I carry their voices with me. I'm never alone. I carry them with me. 24, I love that you are truly in love with your life. Um, You greet the butterfly, you save the kittens, you kiss the tears, offer a smile to the weary. Thank you for loving so fearlessly, y'all. I love my kids self. (laughs) I'm like, that's who I am. I I, I tried to rescue a litter of kittens. My mom was not having it, by the way. But I tried to rescue a litter of kittens because it was just out there. And I wanted to save the world. Like, Alicia wanted to save the world. And I wish that I knew back then that saving the world, all that's required is that I show up and be and spread love. That's it. Just be honestly me. That's how you save the world. You know? (laughs) 25. Thank you for saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Even if others don't get it, you're not crazy. Fully just, they fully just don't have love for themselves, honestly, to start to love you. So to expect someone to love me when they don't love themselves, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. But also like, I have always been a very honest person. (laughs) I say what I mean. And some people don't expect that because people expect you to be passive aggressive or to, you know, misconstrue things or, you know, just to be like kind of catty in a way. But I'm like, no, or sarcastic. I've always been one to say what I mean and mean what I say. And because I'm so honest, right, and not in a harmful way, but because I'm so in touch with my feelings and I'm so vulnerable, some people don't know how to deal with that. And it's not a failing on myself. I'm just a very vulnerable person. And not vulnerable in a sense of like, oh, come and attack me, right? And people have done that. But vulnerable in a sense of like, I don't see the benefit in lying. I don't see the benefit in holding my tongue. I don't see the benefit in pretending to be okay when I'm not. I don't see the benefit. If there's an issue arising between me and my friend, I will pull my friend to the side and be like, let's talk about this. What's going on? You know what I mean? In love. And some people just don't have the the maturity to do that. And it's not a failing on my part. It's just that they're just not in that place, you know? And so for a long time, I thought that something was wrong with me. Like, girl, am I doing too much? Like, what's wrong with me? It's like, no, girl, people just don't have the words and it's okay. Okay. The next thing I want to say, and I love this already, your sensitivity is not a burden, y'all. My whole life, I was told I was too sensitive. Everything. Every every get together. You crying again? Why are you so sensitive? Like, and sensitivity doesn't just mean sad. Like, that means when I'm happy, I'm really happy. That means like, if I'm angry, I'm really angry. (laughs) That means if I'm sad, I'm really sad. Like, it don't take much for me to get there. But like, my sensitivity is not a burden. I made a whole song about that. Like, you're sensitive and that's okay. And that's a gift. You know what I mean? So it's not something to fix. It's your superpower. 
Thank you for living. Thank you so much for feeling. Thank you for never developing the ability to hide your tears. Like I've tried for years to hide my tears for years. Never worked. It never worked. They just kept coming. Thank you for never betraying yourself and your truth. Thank you for never stifling a smile, withholding a hug, allowing yourself to be angry. Thank you for allowing yourself to be angry. Thank you for always seeing and celebrating the magic of life. That's the thing. A lot of us don't want to be sensitive. We want to move through life without feeling anything. And that's just a numb life. It's numb. Life is filled with emotions. It's filled with ups and downs and, you know, ebbs and flows and mistakes and, you know, heartbreaks and joys. Right. And I'm here for all of it, for everything, even the sad moments. Like I want to like when I'm mourning the loss of a loved one, I'm not pushing it away because it's not a flaw. You know what I mean? Like it might be inconvenient. It might feel inconvenient. But it's not a flaw. That mourning my loved one means that I love them. You know what I mean? I loved them wholeheartedly and I miss them. And that's okay, right? Like not trying to stifle, not trying to push down, not trying to be someone I'm not or feel some sort of way that I'm not. No, like I'm here for all of life, even the parts that we deem to be bad, you know? Um, yes. <laughs> all right. 27. Let me give you a hug. I love hugs. <laughs> 28. Believe in the dreams God placed in your heart. They're valid and God gifted them to you. Follow the path and see where it can take you. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. My dreams, my gifts, my my abilities, my wants, my desires are given to me by God. Like, especially if they're helping the world, it's given to me by God. And we spend so much time trying to invalidate our gifts and our feelings and our desires and our dreams when it could change the world. And all that I needed was my own permission. That's it. That's all I needed was my own permission. 29. Your gifts, talents, and achievements don't make you. <laughs> they don't make you sacred or special. You matter simply because you exist. Thank you for existing. I'm enamored by you. Like, seriously, just for existing. I mean, I said it. Just because you, just because you exist, you're sacred, right? And so, like, as a kid, I tried to achieve. I tried to get all the awards and all the grades and all the benefits because I thought that made me special. Get the perfect attendance. Like we're, we're taught this at a very young age, all these different awards and stuff like that. When really all I needed to know was that by existing, I am inherently sacred. So all this stuff is wonderful, but it's extra because nothing can hold a candle to my sacredness, to my being, to my soul, to my spirit, to the value of my life. Yes. All right. Two more. Number 30, I love you so much. 31, you're my best friend. I'm committed to loving you, hearing you, healing you, co-creating with you. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Yes, yeah, so that is my love letter, my love letter to my younger self, to my childhood self, my childhood Alicia. So I figured it'd be nice to like look back and just thank this girl for making me who I am today, you know, for doing the thing, doing it scared, for figuring it out, for being sad, for being brokenhearted, for loving hard, for just being present. Like, she's my role model. She is my role model. Who I was as a child is my role model. Like, this is how free I aim to be in my life, you know? So I would love to hear, what would you say to your younger self? I would love to hear a letter from your inner child. Please share it below. And um, happy birthday to all the January babies out there. Happy birthday to everybody who has a birthday this year. You all are wonderful, beautiful. But don't forsake who you were before for who you're trying to be. Don't forsake who you are today for who you're trying to be. So 30 years from now, I hope to look back and do another love letter to myself, you know? But like, we're all works in progress. But at the end of the day, we are always valid. We are always enough. And we're sacred. So I love you. Happy birthday, Alicia, from the, from the future. And I will talk to you all next one. Bye.